And so we're going to talk about that. But turn with me to Jeremiah, the fifth chapter, if you would, today. Jeremiah, the fifth chapter. Let's all stand. I'm going to read the first four verses. And my message will be taken from those first four verses of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 5, first four verses. Uh, this first statement here, you know, uh, you don't have any trouble getting people to do this. Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, and see now and know, and seek in the broad places thereof. If ye can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. And though they say, the Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, and they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have not, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They have refused to return. Oh, that word return has to do with um, repentance. Therefore, I said, surely these are poor. They are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings of it. Thank you for those you've sent out today, Lord. We pray for those who are sick. Lord, uh, we pray for um, uh, Sister Katie, who is sick today. We pray for her. And, Lord, uh, uh, I pray for Sister Kara, who's been having some back spasm problems, and Sister Stephanie, who's having some problems. Lord, uh, we pray for all those, and pray for Brother Gary, Brother Greg, Lord, and thankful that you have sent them out. Pray for them, Lord, and pray for Brother Sam, and and all those, Lord, that are sick, we, you know how much we love them, how much we care about them, and how much we grieve sometimes when the people are sick. I pray for my little great-granddaughter. She, according to her grandmother, uh, she was back throwing toys this morning, so she must be feeling better. And, and Lord, uh, I just pray that you'll go with Rhonda's brother, Chris, who had a heat stroke. Lord, I pray that you'll go with him and, and bring him back to normal. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. you. may be seated. I'm asking a question here in this title to this message is, Why do men refuse the Lord? Now, this has nothing to do with being saved or anything like that. These right here, what I just read to you, have nothing to do with being saved. The Lord is, is here, I mean, the writer, Jeremiah here, is wondering, why is it that they do what they do? Why is it they won't return to the Lord? And, and, he, and he summarizes it up in the fourth verse. He says, therefore I said, surely these are poor, they are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, 
nor the judgment of their God. You know, the thing about it is, folks, we're going to be judged someday. Whether you like it or not, you may not like what I'm saying, you're going to be judged someday. You're going to leave this world. You're going to shut your eyes someday. You might say, well, that's a long time off. It may not be. It may not be. But you may say that's a long time off. But you are going to shut your eyes someday. And I was asked to come to the hospital to a man this past uh, Monday who had uh, death dew on his brow and the death rattle in his throat. And I was asked to come and pray for him. And I went and I prayed for him, but I knew then that he... He had that death look at, on, on him, in him, and he died the next morning. And um, let me tell you, folks, you never know. I know that this man was 94 years and 11 months old, and he liked, uh, he liked three weeks being 95 years old. But it makes no difference. You're going to find this afternoon, if you come back, and, and meet with the Lord again, you're going to find this afternoon, the Bible says, the son of Enoch, who was Methuselah, lived to be 969 years old, and the next three words describes him, and he died. It doesn't make any difference how old you are, how old you get. Death is in your way. Death is in your future. Unless unless you're saved and the Lord comes back and he, he calls you up like he did Enoch. We're going to talk about this afternoon. Lord calls you up and like he did uh, Elijah uh, all through there, you know. And I believe, I believe Moses, but some people don't believe that. But I do believe Moses also was called up too. And, uh, but... Uh, but at any rate, you know, if, 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 if that doesn't happen, then your destiny is the grave. It's the grave. And, and, and we wonder, as, as Jeremiah here wondered, why do men refuse to return to the Lord? Why do they do it? He says, well, they either they're poor and don't know any better, well, he said, they're foolish and don't know any better. He says, I don't understand why anyone won't answer the call of the Lord to return. He said, I don't understand that. Well, Jeremiah, if you're listening today, I don't understand it either. I don't understand why people refuse the Lord when the Lord calls and when the Lord speaks to them. We, we know, these are some things that we know, that all men and women are born with the primary evil of sin. We have that primary evil of sin. All of us are born like that. And we have that primary evil of sin. If left alone, if left alone, we will serve sin all, his, all the natural days of our life. You'll say, well, uh, I, I do pretty good. I don't do this. I don't do that. But what do you do? That's wrong. You, do, you, won't, you won't confess what you've done is wrong. 
You know, you're like the lady told me one time, she said, I hadn't sinned in 26 years. And I said, well, in seven more years, you'll be as good as the Lord. Because he was 33 years, he went without sin. Let me tell you, sin is going to eat you alive for the rest of your life. And it's important that when the Lord calls us, if you're saved and you've got sin in your life, when the Lord calls you to repentance, it's important that you repent. And if you're lost, then it's very important that you answer that call when the Lord calls you to come as far as salvation is concerned. The Lord doesn't call everybody. Don't you understand that? There is an outward call to salvation which goes out to everybody, but it's not the call that saves But there's an inward call to salvation from that still small voice within you that God plants in you, that still small voice that calls you to salvation. The gospel has an open call, uh, an outward call, but it also has an inward call to salvation. So it's important. I'm like Jeremiah. I don't know why people don't answer it. I mean, I I know in my life, I know that, you know, that... uh, I've been doing this a long time, and, and I know that someday I'm going to shut my eyes, but I'm going to be in heaven when it's all over. But do you know that? Do you know that without a shadow of doubt? I'm telling you, if, if you know that without a shadow of doubt, you're going to listen to what the Lord has to say. You're in the presence of the Lord right now. I'm glad Kara sang that song because I planned on bringing this out anyway. You know, you're in the presence of the Lord right now. Why, why is it that you can sit here in this church and, and just reject the call that the Lord gives to you? You'll say, well, I, I, I don't, uh, serve the Lord like I should. How can you, how can you reject that call to serve the Lord as you should? How can you refuse the Lord when He calls and says these things? Sin is greatly increased. When men refuse to serve God in his truth. You know, if you refuse to serve the Lord as you should, then your sin is greatly increased in your life. You know, you may come to church one time, but you'll sin ten times before you leave here, before you, before you leave, before nighttime comes. Because there'll be things that, that you'll do that you know you shouldn't do on the Lord's day. You know, on the Lord's day, you should be in the Lord's house. It's simple as that. But there's things that you'll find that you'll be doing that is that is sinful. Both lost and saved men are constantly taught to either come to the Lord in the case of the lost or to stay with the Lord in the case of the saved. Don't leave the Lord. Don't ever leave him, you know. We, you're, going to, you're going to hear something this afternoon that some of you are not going to want to hear. I can tell you that. I'm not, I'm not trying to preach these two messages at the same time. But you're going to hear something this afternoon you don't want to hear. And it, it has to do with this statement I just made. You know, if you're lost, you need, you need to answer that call to salvation. But if you're saved... 
You need to answer that call to be faithful to the Lord and do what the Lord would have us do. This brings us to the title of this message, Why Do They Refuse? There are those who will openly and presumptuously declare that they will never come to the Lord. They will never do it. I've had people tell me that. I'm talking about people who profess to be saved. They'll say, I will never walk down that aisle and confess my sins. And I'll never, if you don't confess your sins, then you're not going to repent of them. You don't plan on repenting of them. There are those who openly say this. Men will find every excuse they can to stay away from the Lord. They stay as far away from the Lord as they can. They'll find every excuse they can. I gotta go this. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And just like I've told people in the past, whatever you got to do, do it. But don't just, don't make an excuse because you don't want to serve the Lord. You know, and I'm gonna tell you folks, I'm gonna say this. I love the Lord. I love my Savior. I love the Holy Spirit who deals with me every day. I love the Lord's church. I love everyone that is in the Lord's church. Love them dearly. I love my family. I love my friends that I have. Don't have many, but I love them. The friends that I have. Well, let me tell you folks, what is your love today? Do you love the things of the world out there more than you love God? More than you love Christ? More than you love the Holy Spirit? More than you love the church? Do you love those things out there more? Do you, do you love family more than you love those things? Listen, if you'll notice, I put my family down toward the bottom of my loves. Because there's a, there's some, there's things in my heart in loving the Lord that I will put before my family in love. All men make promises when it comes to coming to the Lord, but seem to never keep their promises. Why? For they have the primary evil of sin. Men have many reasons for refusing to come to serve the Lord faithfully. There is a reason of, I come as often as I can to certain ceremonies. These are some things I've heard. I come as often as I can. I'll be here every Easter. I'll be here every Christmas. I'll be here every Thanksgiving. I'll be here. What about those days that not there? Where are you going to be? Or they say, I come to fulfill my religious duty. I hope none of you in here are thinking that you came today to fulfill your religious duty. Because you didn't come for that reason. And then lastly, some say, I come for moral reasons. 
there are those who will come just for appearance reasons. These are the formalists. These are the mere professors with no salvation, the hypocrites who offer the counterfeit for genuine religion, all in a vile manner that absolutely refuses to repent of their sins, such as Cain and Esau. You ever find anywhere where Cain repented of killing his brother? He never did. Cain went back out in the world and became a very rich man. He built cities. Cain built, Cain was a contractor. He built cities. He was a very, he became a very rich man. But you never find anywhere where he ever repented of killing his brother. Am I my brother's keeper, he said? Well, what about you here today? Are you your brother's keeper? You sure are. Everyone in here is my brother and my sister, and I'm their keeper. I have to watch out after them. I don't care, I don't care if they never tell me anything's wrong with them. I still want to watch out after them. I'll find it out some way or another. I want to watch out after them. I want to warn them when that things are are being done that that they should be careful about. I want to warn them of those things. Now, if we're to understand refusal to return to the Lord, we must see what this shows us about mankind. What does this show us about mankind? Just suppose the prodigal son refused to leave the poverty-stricken situation he was in. What if he liked it well enough that he wouldn't go back to the father? What if he liked it well enough that, that he, he's not about to go back to the father? Well, what if you, what if there's people today that like what they're doing well enough that they won't come to church? What if the prodigal hadn't have done that? He would have never received that ring of possession. He would have never had that great meal prepared by the father waiting on him to return. He would have never seen any of those things. And I'm going to tell you, if you're here and lost, you'll never see any of those things either. You know, God God puts a ring of possession upon everyone he saves. Not a literal ring, but it's a figurative ring. It's a doulos ring. Doulos means a slave ring. That we are his children, that, that we're his, we're his slaves, and, and he rings us as a result of that. That we are to stay with the Father, and we are to worship, and we are to follow the Father in what he does. Well, what if the prodigal son refused to leave the poverty stricken situation he was in? It shows that he had an attachment to the worldly circumstance he found himself in. Oh, he was eating with the hogs. Maybe some people like eating with the hogs. Man, I, I about got eaten one time by the hogs. I'm serious now. You may say that. My mom gave me a, 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 a jam biscuit. My, unusual for my mom. 
I, I went in one day, and I was about six years old, five or six years old. I went in one day, and I told my mother, I said, I'm hungry, and she gave me a jam biscuit. I carried that jam biscuit down past the hog pen, and I ate that jam. I, I crawled over in the hog pen, and I sat in the hog pen, and I ate that jam biscuit while sitting in the hog pen. How come the hogs didn't eat me? Well, God had other things for me. My dad went looking for me, and he found me in the hog pen, sitting up against the fence asleep. Still had part of the jam biscuit in my hand. And I, I remember Mom said, Boy, I tell you, this is one of the hogs didn't eat him. Well, the hogs didn't want me. Well, what, what, if that, what if that prodigal son had loved the hog pen he was in? What if people today love the swamps they're in? I'm talking about the swamps of sin and such. What if they love those things? They'll never return. They'll never return to the Lord once they love those things. Once they get a taste, you know, that's what worries me about our young people. As soon as they get freedom, that is an age, and they, they want to... Go off and do their thing. Sometimes they never return to their faithfulness to the Lord. It also shows us that man has a inbred hatred of God, though he will not admit it. It shows that he has a disbelief in the consequences God will bring upon him for refusing to turn to God and the promises that God gives when he refuses to turn to those. You love the Lord. If you really love the Lord, you won't refuse to turn to him when you're in need. And in conclusion, this is not the message, but this is this thought here. In conclusion... He sees himself as too busy, too fond of the gaiety of the worldly lifestyle and puts God's commandments on the back burner and figures that he has time to make things right with God before he dies. I'll, I'll worry about that later. I'm just preaching things to you I've heard. I'm just preaching things to you that people have said to me. When, when I, I, someday, someday I'll be back. You know, we, we, we hear, I hear that thing, you know, if a child goes, uh, goes out and, and, uh, and, and if they, the things you teach them now, they'll not forget them. It doesn't say they'll return. It doesn't say that. It just says they won't forget them. That's all it says is. I'll put it on the back burner. To me, these are serious concerns for people that I do love dearly. If we're to understand refusal to return to the Lord, we must see there are other reasons men refuse to come to the Lord. Look at verse 4, Jeremiah. <clears throat> he says, Therefore, I said, and this is Jeremiah's conclusion of the matter, he says, therefore, I said, surely these are poor 
Surely these are poor. What he means here is poor in understanding, poor in not knowing what they're doing. And then he says they are foolish, not in the ways that we understand foolishness. This word can also be translated uh, uh, mentally challenged. That's what he's referring to here. Lest they're mentally challenged. Let me tell you something, Lord. I'm going to, uh, folks, let me tell you this. The Lord is going to take care of those who are mentally challenged. You know, you need not worry about them because the Lord's going to take care of them. I can show you scripture that teaches that. The Lord's going to take care of them. The Lord's going to take care of those who can't take care of themselves. I remember we had a young man, Rhonda knows him well. His name was Sammy. Sammy Green. Rhonda knows who I'm talking about. Old Sammy used to say he used to want to fight me because he said Rhonda was his girlfriend. But he was mentally challenged. And uh, he'd come up to me and he'd say, you want to fight? I said, what for, Sammy? He said, Rhonda's my girlfriend. You need to stay away from her. Let me tell you what he did. Tell you what he did. His mama called me up one day and she said, Paul, have you seen Sammy? I said, no. She said, will you go out looking for him? And I went out looking for him. It was, it was below zero. Cold and below zero. And so I just took it on myself at that time. I wasn't saved or anything. But I took it on my time myself. I said, well, he, he says Rhonda is his girlfriend, and Rhonda and them had moved to the country. I said, he's trying to get to her house. And sure enough, I went out there, and I found him on the wrong road. And I picked him up. And, and uh, he said, uh, I said, where I said, where are you headed, Sammy? He said, I'm going to Mr. Perry's house. I said, well, you're on the wrong road. So I took him out there, and I let him see his girlfriend. He didn't know. He didn't know one thing. Or another. He walked the church aisle probably a hundred times. Every time he would go to church, he'd walk the church aisle, and he'd tell the preacher, I want to be saved. But he never understood what he was doing. Jeremiah said, they may be like that. They may be like Sammy was. Sammy never did understand what it meant to be saved. Every time he would go to Emanuel Baptist Church and they'd give a they'd give an invitation. Rhonda knows what I'm talking about. Hey, old Sammy'd go down forward. I want to be saved. But he didn't know what he's talking about. That's what he means. He says maybe they're foolish. Maybe they don't understand. Maybe they don't understand the call. And that's what I'm here for today. I want you to understand the call when it goes out to you. I want you to understand that call the Lord gives to his, not only to the lost, but he gives it to his children too, to return. Come back to him. Be faithful again in the Lord's church and do the things that you know you should do. You know, we should be busy for the Lord every day of our life. I'm getting these messages pretty much messed up. I'm talking about the one this morning, one tonight, this afternoon. 
He said, Therefore I said, Surely these are poor, they're foolish, or mainly challenged, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. They don't understand. He said, Evidently they just don't understand what God will do to people who forsake Him. And I, we got a lot of people today that there's something wrong with them. They don't know what God's going to do if they forsake the Lord. And a lot of them have and are and doing it. You should never put anything in the world before the, your service to the Lord. You should never do that. It should be the first thing in your life. Jeremiah, well, I already said that. In other words, Jeremiah, who knew the Lord thought they were crazy for not returning to the Lord. It was Solomon who said, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep His commandments, for this is the the whole duty of man. Keep His commandments. Fear God, keep His commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Every person that's ever been born in the world has that duty, and some of you are blessed that the Lord has called you. Lord has called you. The Lord has sent out that call to you to do whatever it is you do. You know, I don't care if it's cleaning this building or if it's mowing that yard out there. God has, God has called you to do that and you do it right. You do it the way it should be done. I don't care what it is. I've heard people say, well, God called me just to warm the pew. Sometimes they won't warm the pew. Sometimes they don't show up. If God's called you to warm a pew, you need to be in here warming that pew every Sunday, every, every service. Why would you say God's called me, just called me to warm a pew? And then you don't show up. Well, Reggie's sitting back there, old Claiborne Rucker used to sit back there. And somebody asked old Claiborne one time, they said, why do you sit back there? He had a cushion back there, and he sat on it. He, he, he was a member of the church Rhonda went to. And they said, why do you do that? He said, I want to be here before the first song is sung, and I want to be here when the last song is sung. Why? He said, the Lord called me to warm this pew. He said, this is my place. He would say that. He said, this is my place. This is where the Lord has called me to come and warm this pew. And he was there every time the doors was open. He was there. Old man, Brother Sam, when he was up in his, up in his 80s, he pulled an a, a iron wagon loaded down with hog slop up and down those hills there getting people slop for his hogs. I'm talking about an iron wagon. It, it was well, it an iron wagon. Wheels weren't that big around. He would pull. He would pull that at eighty some years old. He would pull that. But I'm gonna tell you one thing. He had that slop at his house before church came. He was sitting back there in that back pew. One of the faithless members they had at Emmanuel Baptist Church. So what, what, what is it that God has called you to do? Is it anything God has called you to do? You need to be doing it. Some of you need to be out talking to some of these people don't show up at church. You don't need to be just sitting on Facebook saying, well, you know, I just, 
Oh, I just, I'm so happy. You know, I'm so happy for them. You're not happy for them if they're not in church. How can you be happy for them if they don't show up? I'm not happy for anybody that don't show up to church. Well, I know for a fact happiness is right here in the presence of the Lord. Sarah Kara just sang it. Folks, we must conclude that these days are days of reckless living and many professed Christians find they have control of their lives and need not be taught the ways of God. What does the Proverbs say? State, for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord and he pondereth all his goings. Lord knows your ways. He knows what you think. He knows what you think about it every Sunday morning. He knows what you think about every 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 Wednesday, Friday or Saturday night. He knows what you think about it. Brother Marty Hoffman preached a message during our Bible conference one time. Great, one of the greatest messages I ever heard on preparing yourself to serve the Lord. And he said it starts on Saturday night. You can't go out and party all day on Saturday night and then expect to get up and be in the Lord's house. On Sunday morning. Well, I don't have to be there. No, you don't have to. But you should want to. Is there someone here today who will come out of his self-righteous shell and return to the Lord? Is there anybody here that will do it today? Well, let's see. Let's have a, let's have a song. Brother Reggie and Sister Carmen, let's have a song. We're going to see.